All right. All right. <clears throat> Whenever you want to start. All right. Just if you want to start tomorrow, that's fine too. Okay. Hey, Dave. Hey, what's up? It's 420. <laughs> Blaze it. <laughs> <laughs> 420. It's legal now. Hey, what's the, what's the big deal? Yeah. Hey, I guess not. All right. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I am uh, Dave's Not Here. Man. And this is episode, as we say, uh, 420. We just did an, an episode of uh, Fansplainers that uh, was very long. It was quite long. Like we're not going to tell you what we were talking about because we like to do the surprise thing uh, with that. But let's just say we went over multiple things, and uh, it sounded like a great idea like two days ago. And <laughs> two, then we went two hours, two hours in. It sounded like a great idea. Oh my gosh! And then uh, things. The next, the next hour, it didn't seem so great. The but sh- the show ended like an axe fell on us. <laughs> yeah. So here's yeah we it got a little okay. Here's how it goes. It goes like well this is what I feel about this and da 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 da. It's like Casablanca is the greatest movie ever made and I'll tell you this. And by the end of it we're just hey who <laughs> he uh, whatever yeah that's basically it. So you know listen to it yourself and uh, judge for yourself. That's coming out shortly. Uh, you'll see. But we, but let's just say we tried our best. So we went out. We got some of Dave's favorite pizza. They do not, uh, they do not pay us. Did so we, we can give you hints. Yeah, uh, it is the kind of uh, pizza that uh, Brutus would uh, would attack. <laughs> Sorry, little Brutus would attack. We Brutus, yeah, little little Brutus would attack that uh, uh, that popular children's character. Yeah, it's both little Dave's Brutus. favorite and it's also the cheapest. So it's that dual combo it's pretty reasonably priced it is pretty reasonably priced and yeah. uh, it is my favorite there was a sure. fella who we were standing next to um who said to who said to us hey guys look up there they got chicken wings yeah but none of the pizzas have chicken on them <laughs> which is a good point it's a fair point so i said but to I, him I mean, maybe it's because the chicken doesn't last as long when they put it in the uh little container there yeah, to keep yeah. it for hot and ready and then yeah. it was like yeah that's a good point Wait a minute! Those ones aren't the hot and readies. That's right. This guy should be hosting his own podcast. Yeah. And then as we uh, as we left, he was like, because uh, we had like three pizzas, and uh, they went, "Whoa, that's a lot of who's got a lot of pizzas? What's going on tonight, guys? A poker night?" And I went, uh, "No, we're doing podcasting." It just made him so sad. I'm sure. <laughs> podcasting. I know what. Yeah. And I I just wanted to say, what year is it that we're all like? Going out for poker night? What what sitcom are we in? What are well, what am we Oscar and Felix? What are we gonna like visit the Pigeon Sisters? To be fair, and then we we're gonna add, ask uh, Al Molinero to come and play poker with us. We're gonna keep doing old references like this, like that are who are the Pigeon Sisters? Pigeon Sisters lived uh, above um, Felix and Oscar. Oh. Predominantly in the movie, uh, they were who you thought they might hook up with. They they weren't. Didn't happen. And then later on, they would uh, do. Um, uh, on the TV series, occasionally they come down, and I believe one of them was played by Penny Marshall. Oh, yeah. So uh, anyway, that's old timey talk. Uh, <laughs> but we went out, we got pizza, uh, yep. and so we've refreshed ourselves. Mm-hmm. 
we watched a little bit of a little talk show monologue and then uh, got some beverages. And so we're here. We got a couple of candy canes in front of us to get that pizza off our breath. And we're, uh, we're ready to go. We're, thank you so much for joining us. I'm enjoying a Slurpee. And this, I guess, is our uh, Christmas episode because this is happening before uh, Christmas time. Our last one before uh, the Deck the Halls with Boughs of Holly. <laughs> So uh, have you you've put up your Christmas tree and everything then? Yeah, we picked up our Christmas tree last Sunday. Okay, and I got to tell you right now. That tell me, Dave, what's up? There's a Christmas tree shortage this year. How a so? Serious Christmas tree shortage. I guess because Christmas trees take a while to grow. Uh-huh. They take approximately eleven years to grow a Christmas tree. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And so, if you date back eleven years from today, 2019, you end up at 2008. Okay. Which is when we had the big economic meltdown. And I guess there wasn't a lot of people planting Christmas trees that year, whether it was because the demand was low that year. And so they're kind of like, well, what's the point of planting trees if no one's buying them? Or if maybe people who own the Christmas tree farms were in straightened circumstances themselves. But this year, uh, very few Christmas trees. So so for instance, not a lot of pop-up Christmas tree sales. You know, kind of Christmas tree lots that pop up in, you know, in vacant lots and stuff around the city to sell Christmas trees because they couldn't get them from the Christmas tree farms because the Christmas tree farms, of course, put aside a certain amount for themselves to sell. And so they couldn't provide any for the uh, pop up places. And so, yeah, it was a big demand. So when we went to pick them up, which was last Sunday, so uh, approximately a week and a half before Christmas, there was maybe seven Christmas trees available there. Mm. This is a Christmas tree farm. So yeah, yeah I was glad crazy. you got one. Yeah, I was too. So I walked in, I was like, "Oh, well, if we could put this off another day, there'd be nothing here." And we did get a nice tree. Like they make nice trees there, so you're not going to get garbage. But uh, it was, um, yeah, it was. It was really shocking. Like this, normally it's, it's like stuffed. They, you know, we normally get the no- noble fir. I don't know if you know the differences between the different kinds of Christmas. That's what trees. grows on your back, right? Sorry, what? That's what grows on your back. The noble fir. Noble fir. <laughs> Certainly does. Uh, aging, everyone. Am I right? Oy vey. Uh So, yeah. So the noble fir is kind of a. It's very straight, with very regular branches, with kind of thick needles, and it's kind of like ideal as like a Christmas tree because you know you've got space for your your balls balls your ornaments to hang down. I don't want to open myself up for comments. Nope. But your ornaments to hang down. You know, a nice regular place for the lights. Yeah. To when you get go. a certain age, you gotta have space for your balls. You got, you got to worry about where your balls are hanging. Exactly. This is what I've heard anyway. <laughs> and yeah, just you know, so it's a very nice tree, but it's it's a little more expensive, but it's also very popular. And so those are all gone. And the one we got, I think, was a Douglas fir, and they're nice as well. They're a little bit bushier, a little more dense, but it's nice. It's very nice with the lights on it and everything. And this year, um, I did a thing that I wanted to do last year because Lisa bought a bunch of lights uh, on special, mm-hmm. like a bunch of t- mini lights. And so what I did this year was I, I ran them up the inside of the tree. So they're, they're kind of inside the tree, the, the small lights. Oh, okay. And then I put the regular colored lights on the outside part. Like it's a regular. Oh, place all right. That them. makes sense. And so then you have this nice, like kind of sparkly lights inside the tree and then the, the colored ones on the outside. And it really reflects nicely on the ornaments because you get the sparkle from inside the tree. On them. It's quite I would nice. ask you to please take a picture of that. Uh, maybe I will. All right. Maybe I'll, I'll take a lucky. picture of Archer, too. We have ornaments uh, this year. We did not last year. Yes, that's right. Because we had lost our ornaments. Last year, you had a Spartan tree. Right. And, um, and this year, we're like, damn it, we're going to find these ornaments. And so, because we'd moved last year, we had like a renovation. And we were like, get out of the house, you ba- bums. And... Uh, 
and so we had to move quickly and then we had tons of boxes and everything was stuffed like like beyond waist high in the in the house and uh, so we put stuff away and uh, and and then it was like one one area of the house is like the deep storage deep storage and it was for stuff that we really don't need to access like old comic books and stuff like that that we don't want to throw away but you know some precious like items that were like uh keep them there precious memories precious memories so we looked through everywhere in the house and uh, no dice uh and then it was like ugh, we got to go into the deep storage so mm. so we did that which is freezing and what have you and it was literally in the in the most deepest corner of nowhere <laughs> and that's where we also found the halloween decorations which oh, we left back good. there so it was like uh before i got to the christmas decorations <clears throat> i found a giant box of skulls oh yeah, which is a little creepy. That's a little creepy. When you don't, oh, oh, right, I forgot the Halloween decorations, and then then we found the. Christmas but don't you have you had skulls out last year? We had some skulls, but we didn't have like our have your amount of skull skulls. Like, yeah. If you came to our house, you went like, "Where's all the skulls?" Yeah, it's that kind of situation. Sure. So, uh, so, so yeah. So now you're mentioning like hey, this, this. So your tree is from 2008. That's right. It was planted in 2008. Well, let me do some 2008 trivia for you then. Right now, let's do this. Okay. Um, what would you say? 2008. Was the highest grossing film in two thousand eight, and I'm going to say that it was a superhero movie. Oh, superhero movie! There's two superhero movies in the top ten, um, and uh, yeah, it was a two thousand eight. It made nine hundred and ninety seven million dollars, which is weird because yeah. you would think like, well, just like throw three million on it, make it a billion, and then you've got that. They did nine hundred ninety seven, and and. All the rest of the, the, the amounts are like, it's 603,900,354. It's like that. Yeah. This one is just straight out 997 million, all zeros after that. Wow. Crisp, uh, sharp, feels uh, shifty. So it's a superhero movie. That's right. And it's one I saw with you. I was sitting next to you uh, when we saw this movie. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Is this uh, Superman? Superman. Man of Steel, I should say? No, sir. It is not. Oh. We saw this together. We saw it together. I'll even tell you the theater. We saw it at the Fifth Avenue uh, Cinema. Oh, uh, The Dark Knight. That is correct. It is The Dark Knight. Oh, 2008 was that movie. I thought that was no. earlier than that. Nope. Uh, oh. It was also the, the year that Iron Man came out. Why would I think 2008? Only... We saw Man of Steel and came back and ranted and raved about it on Sneaky Dragon. Oh, there you go. What a dummy. But yeah, Iron Man was number eight, and that made uh, 585 and some, uh, and some change million. Uh, the other oh. movies of, the, of that year... I'll give you. I'll give you hints. Okay. I'll give you hints. Uh, one uh, Turkish delight. Oh, Narnia. All right. So, what was the name? Lion, of it? the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Uh, after that. Oh, wait a second. The Chronicles of Narnia. Lion Chronicles of Narnia. Prince. Oh, Prince Caspian. That's right. Oh, that one. That was the second one. I don't think they made another one after that. Hmm. I think they read the other books and they went. You can't make movies out of these things. Now that was a Disney movie. Or did they make Voyage of the Dawn Treader? Did they do that one? Ooh. Oh, I, thought you, I thought you loved those movies. You're oh. always talking about them. I am, certainly. So that was a Disney film. That's number 10. Okay. Number nine was another Disney movie. Mm, okay, so 2008. Um, was Disney it? movie, but also a Pixar movie. Let's go that. Oh, I was going to say Tangled. Um, Pixar movie from 2008. That might be... <laughs> uh, was it The Little Robot one? Yep. It was called Little Robot one. W- Wally. That's right. Then, of course, for number eight, I said already that it was Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Number seven was a disappointing oh. follow-up in a franchise yeah. to a movie okay. that revitalized huh? the franchise. So let's go with that. Disappointing follow-up follow up. to a movie that revitalized the franchise. franchise. Quite an old franchise as well. 
uh, was it James Bond? Correct. So it's a disappointing. So it would have been Quantum of Solace. Correct. We saw that together as well. We saw it at the uh, Rio. Which I'm told again, if you see that directly after Casino Royale, uh, you go, "Oh, this is no, all one big it's okay." Not. It doesn't. All no, right, very it's good. Not you. I no. did. I did that experiment. Number six, you will not get. Okay, give me a hint. Uh, it stars uh, Ben Stiller. It stars. Oh yeah, uh, Chris Rock. Oh. It's animated. Oh. Oh, it's is it the one? It's not the one where. This, we this, saw the original with our oh. friends David and Allison and their daughter Lily. When oh, she was Madagascar. That's right. Uh, and that's right, but it's uh, Madagascar, Madagascar 2. Keep going. Madagascar 2. Uh, Electric Bukazoo. Escape to Africa. Ah, Escape to Africa. How did I not get that one, everyone? Number five. Number five. It's a movie. It's two words. Okay. Uh, alliterative title. Okay. Has an exclamation mark. It was a musical. A li- a li- an alliterative title. Yep. Two words. Exclamation mark. You oh, Mamma Mia. That's correct. <laughs> Number four. I'm, I'm sure I'm slower than everyone else out there, so I'm, congratulations everyone who's beating me in these answers. It was, a, it was indeed a superhero movie. Oh. Yes, this is, this is true. It was a superhero movie. Okay. Not Marvel. It's not DC. It is not Image. It is not Dark Horse. It was just made up. Really? It just made it up with a very marketable star. And apparently, I guess it did okay because it's number four, but critically not, uh, not, not, not very acclaimed. Though I thought it was all right. One word. It's the name of the character. Mm. Name of the character is a name of a person in the in the movie. It's not like a Darn superhero it. name like Batman. I'm gonna be so mad at myself. I know that I'm. I know that I know this movie. <sighs> um, same of a person. Mm-hmm. Can you give me the first letter? H. Oh, I don't know. What is it? Hancock. Oh, you like the movie? Yeah, I did actually. Huh? Yeah, it surprised me. It went in weird, dark. It does go weird. Directions. It does go weird places. Number three was hmm. the start of a f- animation franchise. Oh, many, many movies have come out of sequel of this. It's not Shrek. I'll say it's not Shrek. Is it Cars? It is not Cars. Oh. No, it is not. Uh, it was. A, it was a movie that uh, let's say uh, one of the voices, uh, Seth Rogen. Well, like obviously, Sausage Party because that thing has just been like a franchise. Sausage Party wasn't then. <laughs> David Cross is another one of the voices. Uh, Seth Rogen, David Cross. What? And it's an animated franchise. Yep, very successful one. Angelina Jolie is another one of the voices. <sighs> Jackie Chan is another one of the voices. Oh man, is, the, is it a panda one? Yes, Kung Fu Panda. That's correct. Wow, that was number two. No, that was number three. Oh, okay. The only one remaining. Number two. Okay. Number, number two. T- number two. Yeah. Was the fourth film in this franchise. Pirates of the Caribbean? People also were somewhat disappointed in. Oh, okay. Pirates of the Caribbean? No. no. Um, it was Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Pirates <laughs> of no. the Caribbean. Um, number f- Okay, so it's a fourth entry into a franchise. Correct. That people were disappointed in. That's right. It wasn't one of those Fast and Furious movies, was it? It was not. It was not. This was a little bit of a letdown for people. It did all right, apparently. It was number two movie of the year. Yeah, but critically, it wasn't like a big, big deal. No, it was. Di- it was directed by a very popular director who is one of the best uh, respected directors uh, ever. Not as in like artsy, yeah, but yeah. as in like this Commercial person. Director. Can, this person's done all right for themselves. Yes, sir. I don't know what is it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Nine. It's got nine words in the title. Does that help you? <laughs> nine words in the title? Yeah. 
Uh, uh, directed by a famous director. That's right. Very famous director. Maybe the most famous director. Most famous director. I'd say the most famous director living today. Let's go with that. It's directed by Steven Spielberg. Yes, sir. It has nine... Nine words in the title. How come I don't know this Made one? $786 million. Oh, 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 I know it is. Indiana Jonas and the uh, last, or no, the uh, Crystal Skull. That's the temp- correct. The thing of the Crystal Skull. That's right. And the thing of the Crystal Skull. That's right. <laughs> get, that was right. It to and nine. the thing of the Crystal Skull. That's absolutely what it's called. <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> ah, shoot. See, that's what wakes you up is the uh, trivia. Yeah, yeah. There you are. Well, that's good. Well, thanks for that. That was 2008, the year my Christmas tree was uh, planted. That's right. And, and all I could uh, hear when it was being born was, I didn't much care for that crystal skull. <laughs> what did you think of uh, the actors in it? Oh, I thought they were all charming. I just didn't like Shia LaBeouf. What are we, what's that about? I thought he was good in that movie. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Why? You didn't think he was good in that movie? Nope. Like, it's not Kirk- his fault. Not his fault. Just no, no, no. But I mean, I thought he did a good job as, as with Mutt, what he was given. As yeah. your favorite character yeah, in uh, the Indiana yeah, yeah. Jones well, thing. Uh, Mutt. I mean, to be fair, again, my, my least favorite Indiana Jones movie is you know, Temple of Doom. So, you know, I will I will watch this movie ten times before I watch Temple of Doom. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's all it's all fine and fine. You know, huh. listen, I'm glad everyone's healthy. I'm glad it was the number two movie. Temple of Doom is my second favorite. Okay. And what is uh, your first one is? Uh, Last Crusade. And your third one is? The fourth one is uh, the first one. The fourth one is the first one, and the first shall be last, <laughs> and the last shall I'm be just first. Kidding. My first would be uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, I just thought yeah, which I, is only called Raiders of the Lost Ark. Everyone, there's no other name for that movie. Nope. And uh, I do like Karen Allen, so it was nice. She's very her. good in that film. Yeah, she's charming. Good for her. Yes, she was in Animal House. Yes, she was. She was the uh, the the uh, girlfriend of Otter. Was it Otter that she was? Okay. Dating? I'm also surprised to see she was in Scrooged. There's a, yes, mo- there's yes, a movie sure. that I've forgotten completely about, except for uh, Carol Kane, uh, Buster Poindexter, yeah, and uh, 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 Bobcat Goldthwait. Mm. And aside from that, and maybe um, uh, putting antlers on little mice. That that'd be about it. And then and the rest of the movie I've totally forgotten. Michael O'Donohue. Who was that? A John Landis uh, joint? Who directed that film? It was directed no. by Richard Donner. I was going to say no, it wasn't because it was. Yeah, it was done by someone I think is a little too heavy-handed for for comedy. I find that movie. Yeah, tonally it was strange. It's a very uh, yeah. I think well, I can see what they're going for because they're trying to bring like like the the kind of scary feeling of of the a Christmas Carol. And like a Christmas Carol, like when I was a kid watching Christmas Carol, that's a scary movie. Like it just feels scary. Maybe that it's black and white, so it does feel like kind of dark and foreboding anyway. But it just feels scary. Like it was a scary movie to watch. And uh, I think that's what they're trying to get, but it's a weird mix because, you know, this screw like Scrooge is only funny or Christmas Carol is only funny at the end of the movie, like when he's excited by by coming out of this whole experience and has changed and, and he's all acting up and stuff like that and having lots of fun. Whereas Scrooge, there's a lot of like sardonic lines and snappy snappy insults throughout the whole film, you know. So it's just yeah, it's weird weird tonally for sure. It was kind of reminds me with with that, that I've. I know people who, when they go to movies, if the character is a jerk off the top, they it completely loses them and like they can't enjoy the movie at all. Like mm-hmm. like a, a Scott Pilgrim, he's a jerk off the top and kind of learns to not be a jerk. Or something like Fleabag, the TV series yeah, yeah. Fleabag. Um, they're like, oh well, why should I want this character to get? But, but that's what you know, a Christmas Carol is. Like yeah, you yeah. could go in watching a Christmas Carol and just go, well, this guy is horrible. 
why are the why are they trying to help this guy out? What do I what do I why am I on this guy's side? Why yeah why help someone help Bob Cratchit? I mean, middly <laughs> Scrooge does help Bob Cratchit, yeah. but it's about redeeming the uh, the irredeemable, which isn't. I'm trying to think of like there are other famous stories that are like that from from that time. If that's that just seems like an odd thing. Normally, it's either life is sad and it stays sad, and that's the way it is, and enjoy your novel, mm, yeah. uh, or. Yeah. Or it's the bad guy gets their comeuppance. But this is a weird one that starts with the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, we learn a little bit more about them. Um, they make some choices. Uh, they decide not to be a bad guy. The yeah. end. Yeah. It's, it's, it that just seems an it's odd true. plot. That's yeah. not. If you look at something like Oliver Twist by Dickens, the bad guys are the bad guys. Like Fagin doesn't change his heart halfway through the story and start. No, they do the, make him charming in movies, though. You well, know. I mean, he's charming because. He has to be charming. He's tricking kids into into stealing for him. Yeah, he's horrible, yeah. and it is weird. But you Bill know. Sykes is just a monster. Oh he's yeah, a monster. Through, through, well, that's through the, the thing. Story. Is like because Bill Sykes is so much more evil. Yeah, yeah. Fagin comes across as like, oh okay, well maybe you're yeah, yeah. you're not so bad. But yeah, no, no, Fagin gets <laughs> yeah. like hanged he's, later he's the on one as well, who's, as well. He's the one creating the situation. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, but the point of that story, I mean, the point of that story isn't. It's not a criticism of Fagin and all of and, and of Bill Sykes. It's a criticism of a system that existed at that time in England that put children into that kind of situation, mm-hmm. you know. So just like you know the uh, was it Little Dorrit, you know, which is like a criticism of the the workhouses, you know, like the, or the or debtors' prison, where people would just be sitting in prison because they couldn't yeah. pay their fi- they couldn't pay they couldn't pay their debts. That's a hell of a thing. Yeah, like how do you pay your debt? You're in prison. Like this is such a weird system. Like where, where's the where is the fairness in this? But it was, yeah, it was just a weird, uh, yeah. No, Christmas Carol's pretty. Uh, he wrote another Christmas story called "The Cricket on the Hearth," which I love as a title. But is I think actually wrote two more, but which is nowhere near as good as Christmas Carol. Like Christmas Carol is just an amazing story. Like it's just an amazing idea, you know. And it pretty much there's a movie called "The Man Who Invented Christmas," which is about him writing a Christmas Carol. Mm. And in a way, it's true because you know before a Christmas Carol. Christmas was, and I wouldn't say that it happened immediately, but, you know, it was part of like this change of Christmas from being sort of a, a secondary religious holiday to becoming like the major thing it is today. It's this idea of like, it's a time for family and, you know, this is pre-commercialism of it, but it also, you know, like, yeah, I mean, it, uh, there's a lot of like tra- traditions that we live in that were once kind of minor and now are like these crazy overblown things like weddings you know okay like once upon a time weddings were like a church thing you went you had your church wedding and you know it seems to me that you they usually had them in the morning as well oh it wasn't like a later part of the day thing like and a lot of if you read victorian novels and people are getting married there's like all the suck of, of the wedding breakfast mm. so people get married and then they had breakfast so they oh, obviously wow. get married early in the morning oh man i wouldn't care for that well, i, I would not care for an early morning wedding yeah how early do you have to get up although to you know you can get on with your day after that so that's not so bad yeah, I guess so. I guess yeah. you can consummate it, and then uh, you got uh, things to do in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Go see a movie. Yeah, that's yeah, all right. I guess. <laughs> you know, no. Get your day terrible. started. You know, there's no waiting around for the wedding to take place. You just get up in the morning and go to church and get married and sign sign the book and then get out of there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's just different. You know, like you know, like the you watch a movie like Father of the Bride. You know that film with Spencer Tracy and yeah. Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, I think you mean Steve Martin. And Martin Short, is that what you're talking about? Father of the Bride? Isn't it funny that the wedding planner 
character of that movie is no more important than the bride in that movie. Mm-hmm. It's the father of the bride. So I can remember that it's Spencer Tracy and Elizabeth Taylor in the original film. I've never seen the Steve Martin one because I can't, can't stand that, that era of Steve Martin. But it's just curious. Like, who was the bride in that movie? Do you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me neither. I don't know. I've never seen the movie, so I can I can honestly, like, excuse myself from not knowing this. But you saw the movie. Yes. About this girl getting married. Yeah, the well, the movie isn't called The Bride. But it's called movie. Father of the Bride. I know who the Father of the Bride is. Yeah, but Father of the Bride. Those are two important parts of the movie. Not necessarily. It's a movie and called the, the Father of the Bride. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's, just, it's just interesting to you me. You see Bride of Frankenstein. Who cares about Frankenstein? Also, oh. it's not Frankenstein. That she's the bride of. <laughs> she's <laughs> the bride of the monster. Yeah. Yeah. So the title's wrong. No, so no. you should ask for your money back. The monster has a last name. The last name is Frankenstein, sir. Hmm. I'd have to see its driver's license. <laughs> and why would that thing be able to drive? Well, yeah, he's a little heavy-footed. Another uh, Christmas, uh, the Grinch. There's another uh, bad guy. Yeah. Redeems at the end. Sure, but I mean, that's, that's the story of Christmas now after Scrooge. Yeah. Grinch is just a retelling of Scrooge, really. He's just a more active Scrooge. But without the ghosts. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's just a more active Scrooge, but it's basically a retelling of the idea of, like, redemption. Christmas Carol is a pretty great story structure. Mm-hmm. Pretty great story structure. You got three, three nice, solid acts. You got a yeah. lot to play around with. Well, yeah, and then you also have, like, the fantastic ending of it, you know, where suddenly it's like a celebration. Yeah. So it ends on the super high note. It starts off very dark and then ends on a Yeah, really, you can get, like, high. you can get as scary as you want because mm-hmm. you know you're going to, like, pull up uh, things at the end. and. Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny if, like, sorry, I was, just, uh, I was just thinking, you know, nowadays if they were doing this. Okay, here's the thing. If they were doing this in England nowadays... Okay. Because this is the way every <laughs> everything in England would do things. It's like, yes, you know, you'd uh, you'd have like you know, ghosts, ghosts. Uh, you'd be like, do the oh, the ghost did it all in one night. Oh, get that turkey. Oh, I'm gonna see Cratchit. Oh, whatever. And then uh, and then you know, he'd uh, wake up and he'd still be at the grave. And then the the death would just push him into the grave, <laughs> and, that'd the and that'd be the end of it. Yeah, because yeah, you right. have to have a bummer ending. Yeah, that's the British. It okay. makes it more serious. It's more serious that way. You can't have a happy ending. Then it's not serious. It's a comedy. It's just for laughs. Yeah. I've always, uh, one of the things I'm going to like steal from myself here is uh, when, uh, when I don't know, I've, I've mentioned this before, who I could see like death being when he pulls the hood back. Have I told you this? Okay. Uh, well, it's not death, but it looks like death. Like the ghost of Christmas future, you never see the ghost of Christmas future's face. No. Traditionally, you, you don't. can't see the future. You can't see. Oh, very nice. So. So what I would do is this: is I would have you pull, pull, pull it back, yeah. and it's uh, it's Tiny Tim. It's like an older <laughs> grown Tiny up, Tim. A grown up. No, Tim just Tim? Tiny Tim died, so Tiny Tim is oh, okay. his death. It's like you know, mm. I could have been this, but I never got to be this because you know you didn't care. And but because yeah. you saved Tiny Tim, yeah. this future doesn't exist. This uh, scary future uh, version of Tiny Tim doesn't exist, and so uh, there you go. But he'd be like uh, Big Tim. I like when the I like when the ghost of Christmas Future pulls back his robes and there's like, two children hugging yeah, what his is legs. It? Need and want and hunger. Yeah, want and hunger. Yeah, Ugh. <laughs> it's, they, they just look terrible. Yeah, there was a cartoon version of a Christmas Carol I used to watch as a kid that was pretty realistically drawn as much as you could back then. And yeah, you didn't see that coming. And then when they pull back the uh, the robe and they see those kids, jeez, <laughs> I can't handle that. No, thank you. No, thank you. Show. But not only is it a great so st- creepy, and not only is it a great structure, it's a it's the story is a great structure. Like because you go go back into Scrooge's past, so you go back to him at school, you see him as a young schoolboy, and then and then it goes you know it goes forward to him 
you know, starting off working for um, Fezziwig, and then, and of course, he and Marley destroy Fezziwig, and and uh, and as David likes to point out, Fezziwig never gets he never gets like anything. Like you don't, there's no scene where Scrooge goes back to Fezziwig and you know sets him up in a new business or whatever. No, Fezziwig is Fezziwig is still alive? Who knows? Ah, Fezziwig's dead. Scrooge is <laughs> Scrooge is like already super old, right? So that's the end of it. Yeah, that's the end of that. Yeah, the version I'm talking about is Richard Williams. It was a 19, uh, 1971 version. Oh, okay. It's like, oh boy, Never oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, being a ghost story of Christmas. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's terrifying. I mean, it's, it, the Christmas ghost story is a popular tradition as well, though. Like, that was once a popular like for magazines at the time would publish a ghost story for Christmas. You know, not just because of Christmas Carol, but it was just a tradition of long standing. Yeah. You know, it's a time of year where, you know, you think about those sort of things, I guess. Yeah, I'll show you this later. It is, As it the is year ends. I'm, I'm looking like, was it legitimately creepy? Well, yes, it was, Ian. <laughs> and I think it won um, won a major award. Oh, really? Yeah. So so what other ghost stories would you have at, like, Christmas time? Do you know any other famous ghost stories? I don't know any other famous ghost stories, but you... Um, you gave me a you gave me a book one time. Doesn't uh, sound like me. Doesn't sound like you. It was a ghost story. It was a short story. Oh, it's a really really good ghost story. It was about this like manor house in England that was haunted by this by I think like a baby. Ugh. Yeah, and but when people saw it, it would drive them insane. Like this scared them to death. Oh. And uh, the story has a fantastic ending though, and I won't give it away. But okay. I'll try and find. I'll try and find it. I have it somewhere in my house. Does it end with them singing Santa Baby? Santa baby. No, it doesn't. This by is the a way, Victorian novel. Okay, by the way, novella. I always thought like when I hear Santa baby that it's a shame that you don't actually have Santa as a baby because I think that would be delightful. <laughs> and you just like see someone comes down the yeah. down the stairs and it's a woman, like it's a full grown woman. Yeah. You know, she's a sexy lady, maybe Marilyn Monroe type, and she sees Santa but it's a baby that really can't like handle presents well. <laughs> And it's got no object permanence, and yeah, it just yeah. like starts crying, and she's got to change Santa, yeah. and then like trying to shove him back up the chimney, and it's like it's Santa baby really isn't as as great as you would think it would be. Okay, so here's the thing about the Christmas Carol special that I am uh, remembering. Sure, it was uh, directed by Richard Richard Williams, okay. uh, and uh, was it British? It won- no, no, it doesn't look like it. Okay. Uh, it distributed by ABC, starred Alistair Sim. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's a plus. That is a very big plus. It's so big a plus that it won the Academy Award for Best Animated Short Film. Oh, wow. Year. Wow. Yeah. Though that's the kind of thing that, like, I mean, hell, we know people that won that award, so that's like nothing, right? <laughs> no, I'm still impressed that they won it. Are you still impressed? Yeah. Okay, well, if they've been up against this one this year, then good luck on that. Yeah. I'll have to, it's probably on YouTube. Oh, I'll take a peek for it when, so, uh, when I post creepy. the show. Oh, and uh, executive produced by Chuck Jones. Hmm. So everyone has. Sorry, it's up your mouth. Everyone has long eyelashes. Yeah, a little that bit adds of to that. the creepiness. Probably, yeah. Uh, it was narrated by Michael Redgrave. Oh, yeah, that's very good. Uh, that's right, and uh, and yeah, of course, Al- Al- Alistair Sim. That is that is who you want to get. Okay, yeah. If you get a chance, take a look at it and uh, and tell me if that isn't the creepiest freaking uh, thing when he opens the robe. <laughs> Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be uh, good instead if, like, you know, it's, it's people at my house find it creepy when I open. That's what I was gonna say. It's like it's a ghost of Christmas future, and it's like, look under here, and it's just like, it's just wearing no pants. Whoa! It's like that's what it's like in the future when you're old. It looks like this. Like, oh, get out of here! And like, no, I won't. No, you're you're a bad man. I didn't realize your ornaments hang that low. Yeah. So, uh, like, uh, 
Jacob Marley, did he get three ghosts or was it just like, screw that guy? He's Scrooge, Scrooge had some stuff to redeem. Marley is the one who organizes the ghosts for him. Yeah, okay. So he's lucky to have a friend like Marley who who knows what his life led to that steps in to help uh, Scrooge. Yeah, I wonder how Marley went around to arranging this three spirits. Like, he's in the afterlife, he's dragging around his chains, <laughs> his lockboxes, and he's like, you know what? He's I'm bored, I want to do a project. Sure. Uh, like, listen, I got to go talk to some spirits. Hey, guys, yeah. listen, uh, you want to help Scrooge out? And it's like, well, we're going to help out the poor and the needy. No, 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 this no, asshole. No, no. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, we'll help out the rich, the rich mean man. That sounds like what we'll do. Yeah. And, uh, they, they go for it. No, it's, uh, yeah, I, well... Stories like this, you don't uh, get too bogged down in the technicalities. It involves ghosts, Ian. Yeah. It could also be this one, too. It's like uh, you got Scrooge. Shouldn't your first question be, how come there's ghosts? Well, here, here's, here's what I do. is okay. um, It's Scrooge, and Scrooge is sitting down in the chair. Then uh, Marley comes through and just goes, I'm Jacob Marley. You knew me in life. And Scrooge goes, wait, the afterlife's real? Yeah. And there's consequences for our actions? Yeah. Fuck this. Okay. <laughs> I'm giving away stuff to the poor. Done. Uh, uh, you, you've made your point. Well done. Okay. But done. He tells Marley that he's just a piece of potato. That's that's uh, right. He's in denial at yeah, that point. Yeah. But instead of Scrooge just goes, nope, this sounds right. This story tracks. Uh, okay. Good. Uh, that's fine. That's, uh, afterlife exists. Understood. Yeah. All right. Boom. Done. A short story. Yep. That's a short story. Yeah. No, this, no. It's called Sensible Scrooge. <laughs> that's right. Scrooge, Scrooge learns fast. Yeah. It's all the Sensible Dickens books that I've got. Mm, it's, uh, okay. it's like the kids going to Oliver. It's just like, you should ask for some more. And Oliver goes, nah, I'm good. I don't want trouble. <laughs> that's the end. That's the end. Okay. Yeah. Oliver. It's great expectations. Like, hey, wait, whoa, whoa. Just lower your expectations right. a bit. Moderate expectations. Yeah, moderate. Uh, bring them, bring them down a bit. Moderate expectations. There you, there you good. go. Okay. I'm trying to think of other Dickens. Okay, I'll give you some other names. Ready? Okay. Bleak House. Bleak House. This is not so bad. There's worse. <laughs> There's this not, so, not so bad house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, compared to not what? So Look house. at where we're living. Okay, sure, sure. What am I? What am I? Yeah, the yeah. king? But what about the character who gets admired in chancery law and becomes obsessed with the, the case? Yeah. What about them? Yeah, to stop it. Knock it off. Yeah, don't get admired in this chancery law. You Who know, wrote it's, it's uh, Prince end. and the Pauper? Mark Twain. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad then. Why? What do you mean? How about A Tale of Two Cities? Tale of Two Cities? Yeah. Yeah, one's fine. <laughs> what do we, we got to leave? What's the other one that much better? <laughs> what, do you, what have you heard about Paris? Oh. Ah, it's full of French people and they eat snails. Poor, poor, Gross. He, poor Henry Carton. Doesn't get to do his great speech. It's a far, far better thing I do. Um, Is this the, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times? That's right. It kind of all evens out, and that's the end of, of it. It's <laughs> one of two Dickens historical novels. Okay. And what's the other one? Barnaby Rudge. Okay. Which is a... I can't remember what it's about now. I read all of Dickens in a... Eh, chronologically. Wow. What age did you do this? In my 20s. Really? Yeah. This was before the internet. Why? Because <laughs> it's the kind of thing you do before the internet. I would still do it. Okay, when was the last time you read every uh, author, uh, something of every author chronologically? Well, I'm, st I'm still doing my trilopathy. Wait, what am I talking about? Yeah. Tintin. We just did tin yeah, We just yeah. did that for our podcast. And I still do my tr my trilopathon. I just been bogged down because I, I broke my um, e-reader. Okay, so kind of got st stuck there. And also, it's so hard to read like so many books. I don't, you know, I just I don't I didn't read them all in a row, but I just read them chronologically, you know, over time. Pickwick Papers, Nicholas Nickleby. That's his first one is the Pickwick Papers. Well, actually, Sketches by Boz, I guess, would be his first. But his first, like, real book is Pickwick Papers, yeah. And Little Dorrit. Little Dorrit. So it's such a good, such a good book. That's all what, about what the workhouse. What is Little Dorrit? It's about the workhouse. Little Dorrit's father is in, uh, is in, 
in in uh, not workhouses but uh, debtors prison. Okay. Yeah, it was quite good. And uh, one of my one of my favorites is Dombey and Son, which has this great sequence in it where uh, the main character Dombey is riding through London on his horse with another guy. I don't know why I like it so much, but it just kind of blew the top of my head off to think that because you know people rode around in carriages. Sure. But the idea that you would just ride on a horse's back around in London, it just seems so crazy, right? To me, anyway, when I first read that. I was like, what? That's nuts. That is but also thing. great. Whenever I go to London, there are some buildings there that are very, very old buildings. And it is weird thinking, like, people rode horses around. Like, this is yeah. what it, wow. Well, this you can, is, you, I don't know if you still can, but you could ride around Hyde Park on, like, on horseback. You're lucky. Oh, okay. To. Yeah. Still, to this I've day. ridden a horse once in my life, and I was eight. And I don't know there's if there's a guy who just showed up on our, a street with a horse, and he was putting kids on it, which he probably shouldn't have done. But uh, I went on the horse. Yeah. Except for, cool. a, like, a pony ride, where you're, like, mm. riding a pony around a circle. Yeah. But aside from that, that was a... No, no it'd be great fun to ride a, a horse around Hyde Park, I think. How old were you when you rode your first horse? Well, I read, rode my first horse at a dude ranch when I was in Boy Scouts, so I probably would have been oh, okay. grade four or five at okay. that time. And then... Took a break I, from it for a while? Well, then my friend liked it so much that I think in grade six we went like for a ride, just like uh, my friend, a couple of friends and, and me. For his birthday, we, we went. And that was fun. But yeah, then I didn't ride again until I met Lisa. And then I was visiting. It took a while before I started visiting her house regularly. Mm-hmm. I think I was a little intimidated by her dad and just the whole thing. I, and also it was hard to get there because she lived, you know, miles out in the countryside. There's no bus nearby or anything. So she had to, like, drive 25 minutes from her house into Langley to pick me up and then r- drive 25 minutes back again to her parents' place. Which, for a kid who grew up in the suburbs, and it was, like, five minutes to the grocery store, that just seemed crazy to me that mm-hmm. you have to drive so much. So, it didn't, but when I started going there, yeah, then she was like, well, do you want to tr- try riding a horse? Because, you know, Lisa's horse crazy. And uh, I was like, sure, that sounds fun. I rode a horse a couple times. I'm sure I have the experience to do this. Not realizing, of course, that that uh, dude horses are like practically like mechanical robots. You know, by the time you're riding them, that is so broke, and not like in a bad way, but just so like yeah, rider. Used to people. Yeah, used to people, and so used to their job as 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 uh, dude horses that they're, they're pretty friendly and pretty easygoing. And uh, so yeah, I got on Lisa's thir- thoroughbred, her eventing horse that she you know rode. She did dressage in and rode over jumps and stuff like that. Wow! And the first thing I did was kick it into fast gear accidentally and then and of course i wasn't expecting it so i just came off the saddle and then landed on the fence and broke it i think i told this here before i broke the fence with my crotch because i just landed <laughs> i straddled the fence that came off and, and broke it <laughs> broke no, the lower, I lower rail this story oh before. yeah okay yeah i just i just kind of came off and i went flying through the air and it was <laughs> landed on the fence and broke it and of course you, you know you can't let that get you down yes so, you can oh no i got back on the horse again but uh, I couldn't do that. Well, but this time it was a fetish. My perspective, <laughs> my perspective girlfriend. I wasn't going to be like. Uh, kind of seems this sure was her girlfriend. fault at this point. No. Yeah. Hey, you've not uh, ridden horses <laughs> since you were a kid, eh? How about you get on this horse? You're not ready for. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, I didn't tell you that it would go fast if you did this. <laughs> oh, you just like really injured yourself. Get back on it. Well, I, I I got back on it. She she was more like, oh, it's okay if you don't want to. No one said no, no. I'm like, I got this. Did you do some walking around first, like, just to shake that off? That sounds like a pretty bad crotch injury. I started off as wandering around, or walking around in the first place, so it was just a mere, my fault that I okay. accidentally kicked Just traditionally, when it. you fall crotch first on a fence, you need a little quiet time. Mm, no, just like okay. uh, rocking back and forth. And <laughs> just, 
thinking <laughs> I was, about. It was okay. Okay. I've told. I said before. I have a high pain threshold, so, so get up and. Mm, go. Okay, but if you're breaking a fence, get up and go with your crotch. Oh yeah. There's high pain threshold. I and I'm sure you do have a high pain threshold. I know very few people who don't think they have a high pain threshold. I've heard that. That's a lot. true. Yeah, yeah, I know. And I kind of want to go like, how do you know? How do you know? Has someone told you that, or has, has do you just assume that? And I'm not calling you out on it. I'm just no, saying no. there's a lot of people who think that. I mentioned it when uh, Nino was on the show, which is that when I was a kid, the way my mom knew that I w- I had a, I used to get really bad earaches, but I wouldn't say anything about it. I wouldn't cry or anything. But you could tell because my ear would get really red. My ears would get really red. Mm-hmm. And it's still the same now. Like, my ears will get red. And that means I have an earache. But I don't can't feel it. So it doesn't really bother me. Mm-hmm. But my, my ear, obviously, is feeling it. But I'm not affected by it. It's really weird. I know people, when they say that, it almost feels like they're going, yeah, it's good. I got a uh, high pre- pain threshold. And I was like, I don't like, think it's always good. Yeah. No, I don't think it's good. Yeah. I think that's like part of your warning system mm-hmm. is like, should... You know, it's like, hey, my smoke detector really doesn't go off until the flames right up to it. That's it's a good, tough smoke detector. It takes no bullshit. I like. Yeah, I remember reading this fantasy novel about in the the main character of the book. This will be a clue to everyone out there. Maybe you can guess what book I'm talking about. Uh, the main character of the story has leprosy. Oh, you, it's it's the Bible. Nope. Oh, that's just side characters. You call him the the Bible the book of fantasy. Oh, okay. Right. Mm, nice. And then, uh, yeah. then, uh, uh, yeah, in the, so in the story, he has to, like, do, like, this check of himself all the time, like, to make sure that he hasn't cut himself or, mm. or got a bruise or whatever, because mm. he can't feel it, because it's a nerve problem, so you can't feel some of the things okay, that happen that to you. Okay, that makes sense. Ugh. But also, your body doesn't heal properly, so if you get, like, Depends on what kind of, there's dry leprosy and wet leprosy is basically a way to, to differentiate them. So dry leprosy is where like things like desiccate and just fall off. So you just have like lose a finger. So right. it'll just get so dry and it'll crumble away. Or wet is where you get like running sores and, and it needs really bad infections. And so, yeah, so he has to like do these checks on himself. And I just thought, oh, that's, that'd be bad. Just to be at risk all the time of like getting a bruise and then and not healing properly. And then it becomes this separating wound. And when we were blah. kids, leprosy jokes were fine, right? Well, yeah, it seemed to be a thing. It was I, just like it was like—is it like uh, not a thing now? Like, are, yeah, I think it's not a thing. We're now. offending lepers. I don't think it's a thing now. Not, not all of us. Not all of us know lepers in. No, I know, but I don't. I don't think it's a thing as much now. But I think it was like, like it would just be like a common yeah. thing that would be your go-to punchline for a joke. Would be like just the idea that someone's body parts could fall off. It's pretty, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. pretty good. It's pretty interesting. It's interesting. I'm not saying it's not interesting. Did you know that leprosy is a genetic disease? Nope. So you could be exposed to leprosy to and not get it unless you have like a genetic like kind of like switch in your body. Okay. And then you are susceptible to leprosy. So cool. you could have people work with lepers their whole lives and and never be at risk of get, you know getting becoming lepers. Right. And others, you know, through through uh through um exposure could could become lepers. And they just don't know. So it's kind of interesting. So like people, when they used to, you know, they used to have like leper colonies and stuff because they would separate sure. them from the general population. Which if you think about it, it's so horrible. Like it's just such a horrible. It's horrible, it, but it's actually kind of smart. Because no, I, I understand why the smartness. Because I just, it prevents the spread of leprosy. No, I 100% get that. Uh, it's just so strange to me that like, you know, I get that you will joke about anything when you're a kid. But like it just seemed common. Like it seemed like a thing you'd, you'd hear about like on talk shows or just be like, Who's your go-to punchline? Yeah. It's like lepers. Yeah. Really? Lepers. And I understand now is a different time than then. 
Uh, but like you would not now if you're watching like a Jimmy Fallon or something, his punchline wouldn't be unless you're a leper. Like he would, you would not. <laughs> people would just be well, 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 boo. No, well, you know what? And those I think people with a disease is that what you're talking about? But that's not what they're talking about though. When they do, when they talk about that stuff, they're not referring to like common lepers. They're referring to it's like it's like biblical lepers. Yeah, like it's just because people. Yeah, were, they're imagining it from the movies. Yes. Yeah, or from the movies, or just from. You yeah. know the the kind of cultural Christian Christianity of the time that people had like some awareness of the contents of the Bible, you know, through just cultural osmosis or whatever, and so you made these sort of references to that that sort of stuff. It's it's historical, so it's sort of harmless. It's so it's distant not, from you. Yeah, no one's thinking of Father Damien on on some leper island take, looking after lepers. They're thinking of in the way way long ago past. You know, people had leprosy. Yep. But to, to us nowadays, it feels like a very like long ago disease that no longer exists you know it still exists but not, yeah. you know we just have better ways of 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 handling it it's weird like i, I, but I don't i don't think they were wrong to but i mean there were leper colonies but there also were just like wandering lepers in like the middle ages they just were walking around but you i think you had to have like an identifier that identified you as being uh, being a leper okay just so people didn't get close to you you know and and, uh, and catch it i just almost find it interesting when there's something that's like that's the topic, and that's the topic for jokes. And it's just like to the point where it becomes hack. Like it's just a hack thing. Mm-hmm. Even when I started doing improv, like there'd be some sort of like you know quick scene that you do, and the punchline would be something about like you're missing an arm. Is just like the punchline would be the leper colony or something. And yeah, it'd be yeah. Like immediately, ah, there you go. <laughs> and it's just like, and when did that change? Like when did something? When did that flip around mm-hmm. and just uh, and just uh, go away? Yeah. But, yeah, it's weird. Like I watched um, a little bit of uh, the the sh- movie Comedian the other day, which is the um, Jerry Seinfeld. Okay, that'd be an interesting trip into the past. Yeah, and uh, there's like a com- comic out there, Orny Adams, who's going on yes. his very first. Last scene is the coach on Teen Wolf. Sure, uh, he's, he occasionally shows up doing stand up on things. Uh, but he, he was going on the, the late show. First of all, the only thing that really doesn't age well in that thing is, uh, you know, they have a big scene at the end about like, you know, who's great? Bill Cosby. Let's go meet Bill Cosby. <laughs> and Bill Cosby's talking to him and they're all that bonding. And Bill Cosby's like, doesn't age well that bit. Here's the other thing that doesn't age well. Orny Adams opening bit on, uh, on the late show. It's like talking about you got to hone your bits, get it the tightest thing. And so his, his bit that he was going to do was I was on the subway. And, uh, and it's, and it said, someone on this subway has lupus. What? And it's like, I look around. I'm the only one there. I guess I got lupus. Yeah. And I'm like, lupus? What a horrific disease. Like, what a, what a weird choice to make. And, and, and his thing is, before he goes on, they're like, I got notes from the network. They say, I can't say lupus. Like, okay, well, you should yeah, ditch that good. joke. That's not a good opening joke. Yeah, yeah. So I have to change it. And so they're suggesting psoriasis. I'm like, you're changing lupus to psoriasis. So, like, he goes out, and that is his first joke that he does. Like, I'm on the subway, and I look up at a sign that says, Somewhere on the, someone on the subway has psoriasis. I look to my left. I look to my right. I'm the only one there. Yes, I got psoriasis. And again, it sounds like a joke. But it's not a joke. Like, huh. there's nothing to that joke. There's nothing there. I mean, when it's lupus, it's it's at least 
a shocking, horrible thing that you brought up this joke that's predominantly women, I guess that's maybe a bit of the angle is just like, I mean, men can get it, but it's not as common, but it's a horrific disease mm-hmm. and not an opening joke by any means. What the fuck? And this whole thing about like, this is his big break. He's been working so hard. He's been working so long. He's honing his act. And that's his opener. That's his opener. And uh, nothing about that made made any sense to me. It was just so dreamlike. Well, yeah. His character, he feels like a guy who's really likes comedy, but isn't really great at it. But it's for but him, who it's, has overthought it. Yeah, he's all about that. Like, he, there's a scene where he's like showing like like a million videotapes that he's taped of himself performing, mm-hmm. and he's got them all in this drawer, and they're all listed. With and he's got jokes. And, he's got so many jokes, like notebooks and notebooks and yeah. notebooks of jokes. Yeah, and that's where it's like. So you've got all these jokes, and you're opening with, <laughs> look to your right, look to your left. Yeah. Psoriasis. What? Yeah. I know. That was the scariest part to me, was just seeing a guy with like all these joke notebooks, because I got a lot of notebooks as well. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and you couldn't get five fucking minutes together out of all of this? Holy shit. Huh. Holy shit. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you'll make it. But he has seemed to have done okay as an actor. And he's a traveling comic and he's still around and, you know, he's there. He's doing his thing. Yeah. But he'll never. That Jerry Seinfeld guy's okay too. He's doing all right. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld's doing a little better. I just, you know, really the movie is, I don't think it intentionally did this, but it it sort of is a contrast between someone who's the naturally talented comedian and someone who's just a hardworking, okay comedian. Uh, I don't think Jerry Seinfeld's necessarily a naturally funny comedian, is but I think that the flip is there almost. Jerry Seinfeld made a choice that he was going to write every day so much okay. that I think he's he's you know I don't necessarily think that Jer- you know he's got a, a good cadence yeah to to what he's to, yeah. to what he's saying, but like he really writes a lot and sure. then hones that. But he down has good judgment over what and over throws his... out stuff. Yeah, whereas like that's the one thing you want to say to like Orny with those yeah. books is like, yeah. and when this doesn't work. You throw it out. Yeah. You chuck it. You yeah. don't keep everything because this is a hoarding bunch of nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's just a. Uh, it's just a, just so. It's just, it's just so 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 chilling to see that. Mm. It's so it's so it's so scary. Like and I, like there's it's such a good cautionary tale though, and this is the drag. As I did go with with some comedians, I was like, oh, they'll get it. They'll get that that he's them, and none of them got that he was them. Hmm. None of them, huh? You know, just people giving good advice to him and him like taking it as an insult. Like there was one person who just went like, "Yeah, if you just like keep the stuff on stage, and when you're backstage, just like you know, tone it down. Just like don't say everything that you're thinking yeah. backstage. Yeah, you know, you'll you're gonna do great because this is the stuff that's sabotaging you. Yeah, it's like okay, well, bye. bye. Can you believe that son of a bitch yeah, telling yeah. me that? And it's like. Yeah, it's the one thing you got to hear, but you can't hear it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. The thing that will cure your disease is if you drink this uh, potion. Well, fuck you. What, you think I'm the kind of guy that needs to drink a potion? Well, it's going to cure your disease. Like, it'll cure it right now. Your psoriasis. <laughs> is there you got lupus? <laughs> oh, I know. It's so, it's, 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 again, it feels like just the height of arrogance, but there are so many people, you know, that you just like see and just go, oh, you're a talented person. But you're not doing well, and it's like there's just one thing you have to do, one thing you gotta do. It's obvious to me, it's obvious to them, it's obvious to everyone around. But we could just like we could tattoo it on your fucking arm, <laughs> and you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to read it, you wouldn't hear it, you wouldn't get it. Yeah, because it, it doesn't go with your narrative. 
Yeah. And in that case, with that guy, you're just like, there's nothing that could happen that would make him happy. If he got a sitcom, he'd be miserable at the sitcom. <laughs> if he was got a movie, he'd be miserable at the movie. He, you're doing the late show. You're doing the biggest thing a comedian could do, and you're miserable. Yeah. Then you're going to be miserable. This is this is on you. This isn't circumstance. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm glad he's on Teen Wolf, though. Good for him. Or was. Well, when I say that Seinfeld is a naturally funny comedian, I don't mean that he doesn't do hard, he doesn't work hard at it. I just mean that he has a good sense of how to put an act together, how to hone material, how to, you know, like, I think there's like an, you know, you have an innate sense. If you have a sense of humor, you have an innate sense of how to be funny, you know. I think there's so much of it. I think the biggest, I mean, again, I'm not, you know, I, I, I don't really do stand up that much. But from what I've seen, and I guess I'll take this to sketch as well, the best thing that you can do as a stand-up or a sketch person is throw shit out. <laughs> like, it's like so many comics just become so precious, not with their best bits. Like, you know what, you know what, what works? Yeah. But there's a mediocre bit that you've got. Yeah. And it works okay. And it'll fill the space between these two bits that really work. And it's like, no. You've got to get rid of that. It's like, no, it's a good filler bit. It, it leads between this. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's dead fucking weight. You got to get rid of that because that's going to keep you mediocre. That's going to keep you medium. That's going to keep you at that level. I know it's comfortable and you know the rhythm of it and you'd like to go up and you feel like you feel good doing it and you just keep doing it. Yeah. But no. And even the, the bit that you really like, if it's not killing, killing, that should be out too. And just put it on a shelf for like later on and just keep, just keep chucking stuff out and chucking stuff out, chucking stuff out until you get like the, the best stuff. Huh. It's just like, oh, I know it's so hard. I know it's so hard, but you've got to do that because you'd rather do the mediocre bit than the bit that's going to probably tank. Yeah. Yeah. But then you've also got to do a little bit of the bit that's going to tank so you can find that thing in that little bit that's <laughs> going to tank that's going to work. And it's like, oh, you got to eat. Eat that shit for a while. Eat that shit for that bit, little bit. But your biggest problem is the mediocre bit. Because that's not going to go... That's not going to get better. It's not yeah. going to get worse. It's going to stay the same. And it's just going to be dead fucking weight in your act. <laughs> it's the same thing with sketch comedy, I feel. Yeah. If you're doing a sketch comedy thing. Huh. Huh. Sorry I freaked you out there. I was looking over your shoulder. I saw the ghost The ghost of comedy past. Oh, okay. It's just uh, behind you there. Was it doing ethnic jokes or what was it? <laughs> it was, had a sign that said leprosy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sure there is a, f a wonderful leper joke that I'm just not even. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. The leper always changes or never changes the spots. Yeah, I don't know. There was a there were I was doing um, sketch comedy with my group Titmouse, uh, which we since uh, not doing anymore because someone else got the name. So it's fine. I still work with those people. <laughs> They're nice. But we would do we would try and do new material for the most part every show. Yeah. Um, and you know, sometimes we do like a little bit of a repeater bit just to, just to bounce stuff out. And I really appreciated them being game for that because a lot of times, uh, pe people don't want to do stuff that might not work, but they were game for it. And we did, I don't know, like about seven, eight shows. Mm -hmm. And, and then we ended up doing the comedy festival and we took the bits that worked in those shows and did a little best of thing and it just killed yeah and it was like yeah we couldn't have put that together unless we took the risk of doing all these different and again there's sometimes we were really eating shit there was like some charm to it but it was it was like hard doing bits that you weren't 100 percent sure of and then yeah. it was like yeah that 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 so when we get to that that 
then we were able to do it. Then we took that and went on the road with it with our friend Roman Danilo. And it was like, oh, yeah, just it, 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 I, I'm sure it looked easy. And it was like, ah, sketch. It's fine. It's easy. It's like, no, 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 no. You didn't see all the bits we had to cut. It was like at least, you know, 90% of the is in a trash can over there. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, you got to cut. You got to trim. It's the secret of comedy. Yeah. That's why we throw out nine out of ten of these podcasts and we only uh, give you the <laughs> best give, one. We give the best ones. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of the Merckx brothers when you're saying that because I was thinking that's something about with them as well that like the script would change through, through the film. They would, sure. throw, they would throw out jokes. Sometimes they'd just throw them out because they were bored of them. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't making them laugh. So then they were tired. They, they wanted to change it. It's a little dangerous sometimes if you do something for too long and you, yeah, you might throw out something that's gold, mm-hmm. you know, because. Yeah, you just you get used to it. Yeah, and yeah. you like the new thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting. All right, I'm going to show you something. Oh, sure, sure. What's up, Dave? Well, why are you wearing that uh, Ghost of uh, Future uh, uh, Christmas Future uh, uh, robe? What are you doing? What are you? <laughs> I was just going to pull my robe open for you. Oh, fair enough. Let's see. So you have a box in your hand that says Parcel a, Box. I have a box in my hand that says Parcel Box. This okay. Box. Now we've never met before. <laughs> we we have. But I've written on this slip of paper what I think met. is in that box. Now this box is yep. from is from a listener. Okay, and his name is Mick Elliott. He's from Australia. All right, put it put it in the center. Okay, I didn't know why you were handing it to well, me. Well, I was going to put it in the center, and you took it out of my hands. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I thought you were handing it to me. No, I was just going to put it there. All right. So this is from Mick Elliott, who, um, if you remember, wrote to us and asked if it'd be okay if he put us as a cameo in a book that he's working on. Okay, so this this is from uh, Australia. That's right. So I assume there's a spider in here. There's some kind of snake. Yeah, some well, kind of. I think it started animal. as a spider. Spider. By this point, it's a horse. So uh, there's an assortment of animals in here, ending with a horse. But in Australia, horses are poison. Is that right? I believe so. Oh dear. All right. So all right. But what he said he's going to put us in a book. Yeah. All right. So he did. So he sent us the book. <gasps> but he also sent us a little gift pack. Oh my gosh. Of uh, Australia. I feel like Bill Oakley. Goodies. Okay. So there's a, a card here. So All right, you're gonna read it. Do you? you well, you can read it. Oh, sure, sure. I haven't. Sure. I haven't. It hasn't been opened yet. It's so. sealed. Yes. Three of diamonds. It is true. Okay. <laughs> it is my card. Oh, this is nice. <laughs> you're gonna like this. Look, it's a Beatles card. Oh, very nice. It's got uh, John, Paul, George, and Ringo. I'm gonna open it towards you in case there's spiders in this. Okay. Oh. All right, there we go. There's actually words in here. It's not one of those gag cards. I'm looking in here for spiders as well. Again, I've got Australian friends, so I know this is what you have to do. <laughs> to Ian and David, thought you guys would like to see your sneaky cameo in my book. Thanks for agreeing to be part of it. Uh, the work you share with the world every week is just awesome. Listening to you chat on topics as diverse as movies, religion, pets, school, music, improv, and life in general, while I've been working away here in Australia, is like having two friends in the room. It's a great thing. Thank you. We consider you a friend as well. So, since I was posting uh, the uh, the books around the world, I thought you guys might enjoy a selection of Australian snacks. I know David is not a coffee drinker, but you might want to uh, look up Tim Tam Slam on YouTube. It's a bit of a tradition we do here. I will try Tim Tam Slamming. Uh, <laughs> t- uh, take care, gents. Keep doing what you do. Uh, Mick Elliott, P.S., you guys should definitely do your Jane Austen sidecast. Okay, well, you go to hell, Mick. We're not doing that. Um, so in the bag. Yeah, we've got, speaking of Tim Tams. Yes, we have some Tim Tams. We have some delicious Tim Tams for our Tim Tam Slam. These are original. 
Okay. Made with irresistible real chocolate. Oh, very good. That is uh, okay. I'm going to look up Tim Tam Slam. Okay, you do that. And I'm going to say there's also a bag of chips in here. Oh, they're Cheeto balls, cheese and bacon flavored. Those are not chips, then. Yes, they are balls. They are cheese balls. Okay, cheese balls. Sorry. You should know that. You're a bit cheese ball, right, Dave? All right. So there we go. And we got another sorry, thing I could, here. Sorry, I could hear over the sound of crickets. It was quite. Is that right? Well, they're deadly in Australia. <laughs> then we also have Arnott's milk chocolate. Uh, an iced uh, Volvo. Iced Volvo. Which looks really good, actually. Okay, should we try one? Should we try Yeah, one? yeah, we should uh, definitely up. try one. We each got one iced Volvo? Yeah. Okay. So my... Well, mine has uh, been been damaged. Oh, I see. So, by the way, a Tim Tam Slam is drinking a hot or cold beverage through a Tim Tam. Oh. Can you do that with the chocolate milk? Very so, oh, this is looks very much like a flaky bar. Oh, dude. Oh, that is very nice. Mm, yeah, it's good. Oh, that is very, very nice. Mm. Okay, well, Never. listen to us eat for another. Uh... <laughs> yeah, no, this is great. Okay, it also has okay a summer roll. Okay, there you go, which has coconut. So he got as each one, which is very sweet. That's very nice of you. Okay, uh, made by the brand is called Europe. Ah, all right. Well, I'm gonna try a bite. Is of that this. to make it more glamorous? Okay, every one of these is falling apart in my lap. I yes. will now have mice. It's as, <laughs> it's as if they traveled mm. around the world to us here. Okay, I'm preferring the Volvo, but this is very nice. It's got a nice center to it, and uh, coconut is uh, is quite delicious. Mm. Mm, no, I like this. I like this better. Man, they really um, mm. they really didn't like coconut in the old peanuts uh, strip. It's lightly roasted peanuts and nougat rolled in milk chocolate and coconut. And I'm now looking in the book, and by gosh, yes, there we are. Yeah, so the book is called Squidge Dibbly Destroys the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And it says in a little uh, splat, Too Gross for Grown-Ups, by Mick Elliott. Fantastic. And so you've, oh, you've kindly put a post-it note. Mm-hmm. And we can find our scene where we are two lab techs. Um, oh, there's, sorry, there's more chocolate in here, Dave. Okay, yeah, there we go. I know what this tastes like, and this is, this is the best. <laughs> this is the best? This one's the best. Okay, sorry, we got interrupted here. but Sorry, we got a, yeah, enough with your book, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, <laughs> the, yeah, the book is called Squidge Dibley, Destroys the Galaxy. Buy it, buy it, buy multiple copies. Uh, I hope it wins every award that we're not up against. It's a Caramello <laughs> Koala. Okay. And so, yeah, it's a... It's a, a, car- a Caramello Koala. So okay. good. Milk chocolate with smooth flowing caramel. Oh, dude, it is well, so good. I do good. love caramel. So I'm going uh, to try a bit of this too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to open that one. I'm going to save that one for later. Uh, but yeah, our, our friend Shane McCarthy uh, oh. loaded us up with those once upon a time. We kept them in the freezer. So good. Mm. Well, very, very nice. Thank you very much. Mm. That was good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Darn tootin'. Okay. Nice. So thank you for, uh, and the rest of you, thank you for letting uh, us uh, Chew. spend time uh, Chew eating. On- <laughs> and if you want to send us uh, food, we will eat it. <laughs> Just uh, write to us and we'll give you an address to send snacks to. Bill Oakley uh, does an Instagram. He's a, a Simpsons writer. Yeah. And uh, he, watched it. he reviews, yeah, snacks. So he's often opening up boxes and... Yeah, he mostly uh, the ones I've seen. He's mostly gone to fast food restaurants to try their various but, but, burgers and things. Yes, that. But uh, is he branching out now? No, people do send him stuff, and then he'll uh, review the different uh, chips and whatnot that uh, barbecue huh. sauces. Yeah. 
Okay, so I'm going to go to our mailbag since we're kind of opening things right now. And uh, our first letter from last week is from our friend Nina at Third Dragon, uh, who who writes that in true Sneaky Dragon fashion, something I love got slammed. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Uh, last Christmas is my favorite modern Christmas song, and I find it hard to believe David's never heard of it. It gets played incessantly everywhere, every Christmas time, just as much as All I Want for Christmas is You. I think George Michael won this one because he gave his heart to heaven on Christmas a few years ago. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, uh, we, we it's actually, possible that I've heard it, Nina. I just, I just don't know the song. And we. And by the way, I wasn't slamming it. I just had it said I had never heard it. Yeah, he was I can't wha- slam he, a song I never He was heard. whamming it. I was whamming, not slamming. Now, uh, I did mention Whamageddon uh, last week, and we did uh, the Critical Hit show this week. We did our Owl Bear Life Day show, which is our Christmas show. And in it, we played that song and really made our audience angry because that meant that they lost Whamageddon. <laughs> uh this this year what's whamageddon then okay i will tell you what whamageddon is the the basic rules of whamageddon are uh you kind of uh sort it out with your friends and just okay. go we're going to play whamageddon okay and you have to go through the holiday season i believe it starts on in december 1st okay you got to go as long as possible without hearing last christmas now you're you're disqualified if you hear the song and recognize it. If it's playing in the background and you don't recognize it, it doesn't count. And someone goes, you know, it was playing back there. Oh, I didn't recognize it. It doesn't count. <laughs> but if you, the second you hear it, you're like, ah, shit. Okay. And then you're out. And then the person who's the last person standing who goes the longest time uh, without hearing last Christmas uh, wins Whamageddon. Okay. Well, I think I've won Whamageddon then. So I've gone, a, I've gone a long time without hearing it. That is uh, quite possible. Or knowing that I hear it. Uh, Matt Smith writes us. And says, Hello, Matt. Uh, I'm with Dave on the Halloween music topic. Yes. Monster Mash is tradition, so I guess you have to hear it at least once each October. But I'm fine just hearing 30 seconds or so. Uh, you don't want to hear the whole story? See what's going on? Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I've got a couple of Halloween music CDs, too, but can't off the top of my head remember how any of the songs on them go. Except uh, that one is called I Want to Bite Your Neck. I assume it's called I Vaunt to Bite Your Neck. Are you sure it's want, not vaunt? I think it's probably vaunt. Or <laughs> some such. A 64-65 novelty record sung to the tune of I Want to Hold Your Hand. Ah, okay. I want to bite your neck. Right. Uh, I want to bite your neck. Well, let's neck. see how it would start. I tell you something. I hope you understand. Uh, wait, no, wait. Uh, I, I want to bite your gland. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd have to rhyme with that. I want to uh, tell you I'd something, something. I and I say, understand. oh, heck. Oh. oh, I see. I want to bite your neck. I wish to bite your neck. I want to bite your neck. Oh, please uh, come to me. Uh, let me bleed your neck. <laughs> so Dracula is appropriate shenanigans subbing for uh, John and Paul's original lyrics. You know what it would be? It would be the girls would be running down the street in mm. black and white, but then yeah. you see a vampire chasing the girls. <laughs> It'd be that twist. Uh, uh, and then and then the girls would be going, help. And you go, oh, that's a reference. And you go, no, sincerely, right. we need help. It's been a hard day's fright. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait a second. <laughs> You're looking it up now? No, I'm. I'm no, I'm not doing that. Oh, I do want to actually look it up now. You're talking about, uh, but we'll we'll talk. I want to I want to see if we can make uh, scary Beatles songs. In okay. A uh, the Kinks' uh, "Wicked Annabella" works as a Halloween song, I suppose. 
Yep, pretty, our, pretty our, good. Our friend Louise writes, Merry Christmas, dragons. Merry Christmas, Louise. In defense of the song Last Christmas, as evidenced by you, the you don't need to defend holiday it. romance movie craze, a lot of people fantasize about falling in love and or being proposed to at Christmas time. But I agree with Ian. Hooray, huzzah, to delay. <laughs> that in reality, it's not such a great idea. My nephew proposed to a girlfriend during the holidays. Uh-oh. Uh, they later uh, broke up and she married someone else. But uh, wow. they'll always both have that memory of the Christmas engagement that didn't work out. <laughs> I'd like to see that Hallmark movie, the Christmas I, engagement that didn't work out. I guess, but I think you know, within a couple of years, both of them have moved on, and it doesn't mean doesn't make a big difference to them. I doubt that every Christmas they go, "Oh, remember when?" Okay, second, I'm trying to look up. I want to bite your neck. Um, and uh, but but her uh, letter continues. I do have it, and yes, it is. What's that? Yes, it is. It's, it says, I vaunt to bite your neck is right here. Oh, okay. But maybe that's a different version. Oh, oh, no, I'm sure, I I'm sure you're correct. I'm sure you're correct. Okay. Matt well, was just writing from memory. Yeah. Um, he, doesn't, as for the, he doesn't have the internet like you. As for the song, yeah. I think I didn't know it was vaunt before. I, I made that was an No, no, it was, a, it was a good guess. I think it serves as a PSA about being careful to whom you declare your love. Ah, very true. Uh, the narrator has come to believe he was used by his uh, love interest as an emotional security blanket, and that he was uh, fooled into thinking the relationship was something more. It can be awkward to be the object of someone's unrequited love, so the song could be seen as a cautionary tale, uh, not to stay with someone whose affections you don't return. Hmm. I could see three goats. Goats? Three, oh, that'd be funny if Scrooge met <laughs> three seen goats. three goats come That's sailing right. in, come sailing That's right. You want to be visited by three goats? What? What'd you say? <laughs> ah, fuck it, goats. Yes, I said it, so now it has to be goats. Okay. Uh, bong, bong. <laughs> oh, what are you here for? <laughs> uh, are these just visions of things that may come or <laughs> may not? <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of Christmas. <laughs> oh, tell me, spirit. That <laughs> okay. Meh. All right. Uh, so, yeah, cautionary tale. Don't stay with someone whose affections you don't return. Good Christmas advice. <laughs> and now, uh, uh, while my guitar gently bleeds. There, okay. that'd be a Beatles okay, song. Okay, there you go. You got, you got anything? Um, well, you're looking at the titles. I'm trying I to, am. I'm All right. to through the movie. Here's where we go. We got Hey Jude, uh, Let It Be. We already got Let It Bleed. That's a real thing. Here comes the sun. That's a scary one for a vampire. That's right. It's a scary vampire song. Um, how Ubla about... Ubla D of Ubla Dead. Ooh, Ubla Dead. Yeah. That's scary. That is scary. Um, gee, I don't know. Twist and Shout on the Rack. <laughs> trying to think of one for Eleanor Rigby. Nope. There's absolutely nothing. I was going to say Let It Bleed, but that's already a Rolling Stones song. Let Certainly. It Bleed. That's all original. Yeah. No one thought of that one yet. Um, uh, Lucy in the Sky with Die. Oh. Like you die in the sky. <laughs> in my uh, afterlife i like that one that's good um yeah i don't know i keep getting stuck on one title and then i can't think of anything to do with it what's that and i can't move on no no i just like you know now this would be because i a... want to bite your neck doesn't have anything to do with i want to hold your hand how about a, like it's a ghost but i saw her standing there that's just scary because you see her standing there <laughs> at the end of the bed you're right though it, it is like i want to bite your neck is uh is is a bit of a more of a reach it's even less like a pun well, it's not even a pun or anything. It's just like a take. It's more of a musical takeoff than it is a lyrical takeoff. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, uh, all right, how, when I'm sixty-four, but how about this? When I'm eighty-six, <laughs> when okay. I get older, okay. I will be dead, dead and in the ground. That's the end. That's the whole song. 
Okay. Will you still be sending me a Valentine? How about, how about this one? Please don't do that because I'm dead. It's creepy that you're still giving me romantic things because I'm dead. I'm really dead. Seriously, I'm dead. Will you just leave me alone? How about uh, with a little... Every Monday we... <laughs> okay, go ahead. With a, with a little help from my fiends. There you are. Okay. That's, all, that's all I'm doing. Um, how about Helter Skelter? I am the Wendigo. Help, Helter Skeleton. <laughs> oh, wait. Helter Skeleton is pretty good. Yeah, there you go. I like it. All right, <laughs> and this is uh this is the ramblings that we that, that we do. <laughs> this is what you get when we've done like a whole big long thing. We're we're kind of coming to the uh, we're 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 near the rapidy rapidy uh, times. Um, I I'm uh, right now uh, doing a Christmas dinner uh, for I'm preparing Christmas dinner for my family. Okay, I've got to do it. Uh, no, got to do it. I said I would do it. <laughs> Um, but it's it, the first year that I've ever made Christmas dinner. It's intimidating. For, it's intimidating. for uh, mm-hmm. the sisters, mm-hmm. niece and nephew. Yep. Uh, we're we're going to have it here at the house. Uh, it's the first time I've really cooking a turkey. I cooked my very first turkey last week, uh, a couple of days ago. Did my experiment. Yeah. Uh, I did experiment with a chicken, then worked my way up to a smaller turkey. So now, start, I started with a, with a quail. Then that's you right. Mo- then you moved up to grouse. That's correct. Now you are at... Then you I started chicken, with an egg, then chicken, <laughs> then chicken, then a t- turkey. Like I got about a uh, an eight pound turkey. Yeah, and then uh, now we're gonna go. It's gonna be between. It's gonna be between ten and twelve pound tur- pound turkey. Is that big? It's uh, fairly big. Well, do you uh, weigh your turkey? Do you know how much uh, big a turkey you use? No, you having turkey. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's fairly it's fairly large. Okay. Um, I just buy a turkey. It's about it's about a four hour uh, you know roast. That yeah. uh, the problem for me is I have a cookbook that's from the seventies. Okay, and then you buy turkeys nowadays; they're all in kilograms, and it's, so there's that problem. So you go to the computer and the, just find that. Yeah, I don't bother. It. I just kind of go with. I use a meat thermometer. Yeah, we're doing that as well. I have a I have a digital meat thermometer. I do too. Gave me. I went and I uh, I I actually kind of lucked out because I went to the the cooking shop and there was a fellow there that I knew who was working there and I was mm. like, ah, oh, he's giving me the good advice. So mm-hmm. I got the I got the good advice. And the nice thing too was. He went like, here's some tips for cooking a turkey. And all the tips he told me, I was like, I'm doing that. Oh, I feel good. Like the going under the skin with the butter mm, and yeah, whatnot. I don't bother with it. Oh, no, it's so good. <laughs> it, it makes like uh, just from doing it with the chicken. Uh, I also did it with the, with the turkey that I did. But no, it, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it takes Seems so like turkeys little. have a lot of grease in them already. I found that turkeys are dry as, uh, dry are you cooking them be. too long then? No, no, no. You got to cook them till they're cooked. And once yeah. they're, co- once they're cooked, they're cooked. Yeah, but it's not dry. I never have like a dry turkey. I always have a nice moist turkey. Really? Yeah. Hmm. If you, you don't believe me, I'll make. I'll tell Lisa to be my my witness. I understand. But, uh, yeah. If no, you could take I some pictures, I would. I've never had it. a. I've never had a, a a dry turkey. Turkeys are traditionally quite dry. Well, I think people overcook turkeys. Here's what I'm going to do for our question of the week. Then, what are your uh, what are your turkey experiences you... out there? Now, I know some of you are vegetarian. I, I, I I'm happy to hear. A vegetarian alternatives for uh, for for turkey and whatnot. But those of you that do cook a turkey, am I wrong? Are turkeys normally dry? And if they and if your turkey is not dry, what have you done? What have you done to make them such? Because Dave seems to be doing a magical thing from the seventies 
that I don't quite understand. Uh, nothing magical. I just put it in the oven. Do you put stuffing in your turkey? Yes, I do. Again, this is not something people do that much now. They I know it's like weird to me because it's the it's the, the best part of the uh, the meal. Oh no, I understand that stuffing is the best part of the meal. Mm-hmm. Just like over time, we've seemed to have learned that it's better to cook it outside no, of the bird not. than that. It's oh, not. Okay. It's not because you get the drippings through the through the stuff. No, the I stuffing. understand. So I understand it's nice that. and moist. It's not like a dry. No wonder your turkey is dry. You're having dry stuck stuffing and a. And well, I'm not bird. saying my turkey. My turkey isn't dry. I've cooked one turkey in my life and it was okay. fine. Okay, sir. Well, then you're saying you. Why are you telling me they're dry? Because I've eaten turkey in the past. I know our parents. And were, I would say, like, I would say, them. like ninety five percent of the turkeys I've had yeah. are uh, too dry to eat without uh, something yeah. added to them. Because people overcook them is a problem. I don't know. I feel like because the thermometer's in them. Like, do you have one of the thermometers that comes out of the stove and, like, will tell you when yeah. it's reached a certain yeah. thing? Yeah. Well, then how can you overcook it? Like, when it hits the right t- temperature, mm-hmm. it's done. And you got to take it out. So yeah. how can it overcook? Like, if it's that's the, that's the point where it's safe. Yeah. So you can't cook it less. And why'd you cook it more? You know it's time. So I can't see how you're overcooking a turkey. Because people didn't use digital thermometers before. Like, your mom and my mom, when they cook turkeys at home, they just went by some sort of... And we voodoo. say mums because that's who cooked turkeys back when yeah, we were yeah. around. Some sort of they wouldn't let men sense. touch turkeys. Yeah, yeah. They're, they they're thought right. it made them gay. Yeah, probably. And they... So they went by like some sort of test, whether it was the, you know, lifting up the drumstick to see if it wiggles in its place. And if okay. Because, you know, and then they would... They go, well, it's pretty good, but I should probably let it cook a bit longer just to be, just be careful. Just to be safe. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, a lot of you things would know. kill you back then. Yeah. You know, you may get turkey gnosis. And so they just overcooked it. Well, from from the one turkey that I've cooked and one chicken that I've cooked, uh, I do do the taking the butter and um, I I mix it up with some herbs mm-hmm. and then put it to take half of it. Yeah, and then you like make a little uh, you know uh, don't say incision. You reach underneath the skin and you you put it in there and like kind uh, of spread it, spread it, it around. You also can put on, you put on top as well. Yes, you, you of course you do. But for the most part, like then that butter will just like run off the bird. It's going to just like melt and go off the bird. But like it seems the, like a waste of butter. Yeah, it's a waste of butter. So, like, the, <laughs> but the butter inside, inside okay. stays in and mm. spreads out and, like, coats mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. And also, a lot of times people who are more healthy will, like, be taking the skin and will, like, you know, because what you're doing is you're making real crisp skin. But a lot of people take the skin off and then, like, not yeah, eat I the don't, skin. Yeah, I don't eat the skin anyway. I just get That's the thing. It. So, you've, like, just made the skin delicious and, like, <laughs> yoink, toss it, toss yeah, it away. Yeah, so I don't, don't bother with that stuff. So, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I've cooked a turkey every day, every year for the last 25 years, so... You cooked a turkey every day for the last no 25? every every year for okay. the last twenty five years <laughs> right. at least once a year. Because if you cooked one turkey a day, that's an, that's, that's an quite a bit. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I've you know either for Thanksgiving or for Christmas we make a turkey every year. So what are your sides? Uh, dr- oh, obviously the stuffing. Okay, that's side. the most important part of the meal. Now, does the stuffing have sausage in it, or is it? Uh, oh no, no, no. Bread. Very simple. Uh, bread, onions, celery, mm-hmm. sage. Yeah, parsley. What, parsley. Um, did I say onions? We said onions, right? Onions. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Parsley, sage, and salt and pepper. Okay, so and, we've and got... Lots, and lots of butter. So there's your stuffing. Done. What else we got to the side? Mashed potatoes. Good. What are you, what are you putting in the mashed potatoes? Milk and butter. Okay, salt very good. Pepper. Whole milk, uh, 2%? What are you... What yeah, whatever is in the fridge. All right, fair enough. Moving that aside. <laughs> um, Brussels sprouts. What, how do you steamed. cook them? Steamed, okay. Steamed. Uh, steamed carrots. And then usually broccoli as well, steamed. Okay. The carrots I'll have with tarragon. I don't put anything with the Brussels sprouts. I like like them too much by themselves. I just don't want anything with them. And then broccoli just by itself as well. All right. I've never found a 
uh, herbs or spice that really I felt. So you're doing, yeah, you're doing broccoli. both broccoli and you're doing Brussels sprouts. We're getting yeah, two yeah. greens there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have a traditional salad with that as well, or, or, or no? A salad? Yeah. No, no, I don't like salads with okay. uh, with, with that kind of meal. And then um, so that that that, that 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 cranberry sauce, though I don't use it myself. And then straight from a can, or you make your own? Yeah, straight from a can. And I prefer the if I'm going to have some, I prefer the jellied sort rather than the kind of the sort with the whole cranberries in it. Okay. I just like the plopping thing that goes out of the can. <laughs> like you're a, like a good plop? Like you're having dog food. Yeah. You make your own gravy? Yes. What do you, how do you make your gravy? Just use some chicken broth, uh, the drippings, and... Uh, flour? Some flour, yeah, like a roux. Okay. It works. It all works. And yeah, it's always good. Yeah, mm. I still got to figure out gravy. Gravy, I'm having trouble getting the consistency right. Mm. So when you make your roux, do you make it separately from the like you like I normally put it into a little container with cold water and yep. shake it up. Okay, I don't. I, yeah, I make a little dish and then I'll I'll add it. Yeah, yeah this pretty. Uh, I have like a little um, Tupperware container that has a screw top on it, and I'll just quickly splash around in there, and then I'll add it to it. And usually add a couple, and then I always put in um yeah like just some chicken broth in with it. But I always save all the drippings for for that. And I think that's probably where you're getting more of that the effect of that butter. It's probably in your gravy than in your uh, could be in the in the turkey, but I mean it would be good gravy with that with butter in it and stuff. It sounds pretty good. Would make you yell good gravy. Mm-hmm. All right. And this thing is like this seems like I don't know. I just find it intimidating the idea of like cutting into the skin and like p- putting your hand underneath it and trying to rub it around. It's like ugh. And then we also have buns. You have to have buns. Homemade buns. But uh, no, no. Uh, we used to get the Safeway uh, buttered like the butter buns, whatever they're called. Okay. Which were just so good, but now Safeway's gone, so I don't know what we're going to do for buns. Oh, all right. Well, there are Safeways still. You could just go a little bit. Yeah, I guess out we should drive by the way. There's a few more left before they shut down. Yeah, I was trying to think of like you could uh, pop into a Safeway on the on the way back from here, but uh, it's just going to be closing. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. Yeah, I need to go and find Sage before uh, before it all disappears. Mm, that is a good point. I am being cocky with my sage. I'm not. Uh, I'm not expecting. Now, here's the nice thing, though, is I am. I prefer to use. I'll use like fresh sage and fresh parsley, and I'll. Yep. I use a little. Um, our uh, food processor has a little mini bowl that I just use to to chop it up in there. Yeah, we're we're doing on the 22nd is when we're doing our family. Okay, it's like the only time anyone could all get together. What I am looking forward to, though, is. First of all, I'm looking forward to having the family here. That's yeah. going to be interesting. It's going to be scary, but it'll be <laughs> yeah. it'll be it'll be all right. Super intimidating. It's one of these things it. where it's just like, what are they going to do when they're here? What are you, I, what are they going to do? Yeah. How what are you going to do? I, I don't know. I guess we can talk. I mean, that's the thing. Like, if I have friends over, I'm like, well, my friends are going to break into groups and we're going to talk, or maybe mm-hmm. we're going to play a game. Yeah. We're going to do stuff. It's going to be fine. I'm not worried because I got real talkative friends. But I'm like, oh boy, I got family. <laughs> Oh, geez. Okay. All right. Oh, you'll, boy. You'll figure it out. All right. Figure it Here out. we go. So, anyway, uh, yeah. So, uh, what are your, what are your sides going to be? This is a good question. I'll tell you. Uh, I'm going to do uh, I'm gonna do stuffing. Yep. Uh, but you're going to cook it outside of the bird. I think, I, I think I've got to, unless I've got, like, a something to, to, to contain it in the bird. Oh, like no, you just, just put a shit inside. Mm, I don't and think so. Just use a spoon to scoop it out. No, I think I'm good. Uh, <laughs> What's wrong with that? No. Uh, I've heard that, I've heard bad things. Why? I've just heard it's not a great way of uh, of, of cooking it. Ah, it's garbage. All right. So uh, so modern stu- garbage. So stuffing probably one one okay. with uh, probably going to add um, some pecans to that and some cranberries because I've uh, I've done that recently and it's worked out well. Mm. It gives it a nice. My daughters nice would kill thing. me. What what part don't they like? Oh, just to change the recipe would just be they just be so mad. Well, this is the nice thing 
about uh, having the family over is we don't have traditions yeah, yet at yeah. my place. So once you do that a couple of times, then everyone will be upset if you don't have That's walnuts. That's correct. And- <laughs> like, I, I've got to, like, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to make uh, mashed potatoes. Um, uh, I got to I gotta figure that out. It's just ratios for me on mashed potatoes. It's just getting the ratios right. Okay. You know, um, but yeah, I will be doing Brussels sprouts for sure. Uh, but but I'm going to fry, fry them? them? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm yeah. going to get a nice little... You're going to bacon with them and all that stuff? No, probably won't do that because okay. uh, I think it's going to be enough with like a little a little balsamic, mm. you know, there. It's just a, it's a real nice, it's a real nice uh, taste there. My, my family... Uh, had bad Brussels sprout experiences in the past. Okay. And so, uh, a lot of them are going to be anti the old Brussels sprout. They, I know my sister Dale thinks they are brains. She calls them brains and they just intensely gross her out. But I think we might, uh, get around there. Then it's going to be, um, roast vegetables. Going to roast some, okay. some of those with, yeah, you probably tarragon or some, some such. And, uh, then my sister's bringing a salad. Okay. And, uh, I think, I think we're pretty much good. It's like my, no ma- buns? my main challenge. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Pia's gonna, uh, do up some buns, whether okay, or not cool. we, like, make them homemade or we get them from one of the bakeries around here. We got a lot of great yeah. little bakeries. And also, nice. we're getting, like, a really good turkey from a butcher that's here that's okay. amazing. Yeah, nice. So ev- everything I've gotten from them, I made meatballs today and I was blown away by just the, the meat that, that <laughs> I got for the meatballs. It was like, everything I get from them is, like, just brilliant. Nice. So, uh, so yeah, hoping for the best. We're going to see what goes on. And if it goes badly, uh, we're going to talk about it next week. <laughs> it's, it is intimidating the first time. I remember the first time I cooked a turkey for Lisa's mom and dad came over for, for dinner. And probably was Christmas. And, and they came over. Oh, I had everything ready. I had everything yeah. timed perfectly for their arrival. Uh-oh. And then they were late. Of course. They're about 45 minutes late. Oh, there's late. no way that they're not going to be late, my family. There's no way. And there's no way that some of them... Yeah. Okay, and I am doing the dick move of... I'm going like, uh, I want them to be there for 5, so I'm telling them 4. Oh, okay. And so they might be there for 5.30. <laughs> so we'll probably eat at 6. Because <clears throat> that's yeah. the way that's going to go down. Well, Lisa's mom and dad I w- would always have visitors and stuff. So they just happened to be leaving the house and these people dropped in. Okay, so it wasn't a power move. It wasn't a power move or anything. But I was so upset... I had to leave the house and go for a walk. Yeah. And I uh, came back and then they were there. Yeah, food. you, you got to plan this. <laughs> you spend your whole day working on something. It's not burgers. Then you... Because, yeah, you have to time everything. Like, you have your chicken or chicken in the oven. You, yeah. know, you put it in like 1 o'clock or whatever. So it has its time to cook. And so you know it's going to come out at this certain time, 5 o'clock, let's say. And so then you've got your... It was actually later, but you know what I mean. So, yeah. So then you... But then, you know, half an hour before you start, you know, you get your uh, mash, mashed potatoes going... You know, 15 minutes before that, you get your carrots on and stuff, so they're suitably hot, you know, but not 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 soft, but crisp, but warm, and everything else that you want. And and then, yeah, they don't show up. So then you just know everything's going to be, like, mushy. And yep. Like, ah, can't win. Yep. Can't win. Yeah, you got you can't with you can't be late for that meal. That's yeah. just dumb. My other worry <laughs> is, of course, that uh, I'm kind of the guy at these things that that goes around the room and just talks to everybody and like, hey, what are you up to? What's going on? Blah blah blah. It kind of keeps everything. You can't do that. Can't do that. I'm like watching <laughs> thermometers yeah. and I'm yeah. I'm keeping three pots on a stove that have to all be ready at the same time. Yeah. I'm doing a cooking show, mm-hmm. you know, or it's a contest and I got to get it all uh, on the table at once. So I was like, what you up to? What's going on? What's happening with you? Can we get a tour of the house? It's like, uh, no, no, you can't. You can sit down and wait to eat. And then <laughs> we'll go on a tour of whatever you want 
when this is all done, but you can't be that. You got to be like, hey, come on, easy going. Just oh, come on hey, into the yeah. house. Why not? Oh, I'll just throw a couple cool. of things on. Uh, turkey is fine. It'll take <laughs> care of itself. Uh, nothing needs to be taken care of. I got to go back to the kitchen. And, and we also don't have. That's true. Uh, like, I remember, um, you know, bo- the other family members I've had that have done the dinner, they have an enclosed kitchen. Oh, okay. It's like, yeah, you go yeah, into the yeah. kitchen and now you're in the kitchen. I'm in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, whereas we've got an open uh, thing where it's just like, you can see me always. Mm. Hello. Yeah. I can't not talk to you. <laughs> Hello. So, how's well, things? But you're bu- you'll look busy. So yeah. that- and it's hard enough to talk to family members anyway. Just like, so how about... Yeah. those things that we talk about as a family well we, ha- we have a dining room so that's where we eat but so what i've done is i've taken some photographs of a, my perfectly clean kitchen and then put them onto blinds so that i pull those down nice. through the door and through the pass through and stuff so when they look in it looks like there's a clean kitchen in there and instead of a pile of pots and pans in the sink and a million things falling all over the place and half the turkey laying on the cutting board i'm and- gonna make a mask of my face and put it on the cat I oh. just send the cat out into the living room. And it's just <laughs> oh, hey, like, Ian, how's it going? And I was just say, the cat's my proxy. <laughs> and, you know, uh, go, go, go talk to the cat. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, so our questions are, uh, how, do you, how do you make turkey work? Yeah. Uh, and that also includes, if you don't do turkey, uh, what do you do and how do you make that work? Okay. Do you have a second uh, Christmas question? Okay. This is the fill in the blank. All I want for Christmas is blank. Okay. There you go. Very nice. Uh, please answer that. Please answer that. And so next uh, next week will be our. Uh, I was going to go our annual Boxing Day show, but it will. Uh, we would always do a Boxing Day show, but we'll actually be recording it on Boxing Day. Yes, we will. On the 26th. a lot of times we just fake that shit. Oh, don't give it away. Okay, I won't. Please don't <laughs> listen to what I just said. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're magic. actually doing it on Boxing Day, and we're going to have a special guest. If you're regular listeners to the show, you'll figure out who that guest is. Yeah, and you will enjoy. That guest's appearance in the show. Yeah. He, I mean, he oh, and or she. He and or she or they. They always bring it. They do. It's always a, it's always a pleasure. Mm-hmm. And then we'll also plug their podcast. There, That's true. They've got a podcast. Yes. Have you guessed yet? Well, just have to wait. Yeah. I've guessed. Have you? Yes. I, I've guessed it as well. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Well, then there's nothing more for us to do on this show. <laughs> uh, let me look. I guess we're good. It's a little short, but we did a very long earlier podcast today, so we feel we're feeling uh, podcast fatigue. I'd say we we did an hour and a half. I think that's fair, Dinkum, mm. as they say in Australia. Did we, did we do an hour and a half? Yes, as according to the timer that I started. You when know we what? Started this. I think we need another five minutes of us chewing on chocolate. All right. Okay, I'm gonna grab the summer roll. That's my favorite. Hey, what Dave. Do how do people well? uh, How do people reach us? It's your show. Four twenty. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, Dave. Go, you can bite. What I'd say. Yeah. Is you can either uh, email us at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com, sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Okay. Or you can go to our website, sneakydragon.com, and leave a message there uh, underneath their episodes. That's where our message boards are. Okay. A lot of people nowadays enjoying the Twitter. Mm. They like that short, snappy uh, situation. Uh, I've actually heard Twitter's in trouble, but okay. Oh, yeah, so have I. And we're going to make it even more trouble. At sneaky underscore dragon is our Twitter. That's some real trouble. Also... Uh, people are very upset at all the pornography leaving Tumblr. But we're doing our best to fill it with <laughs> podcast content. Um, yeah. content. Yeah. So go to sneakydragon.tumblr.com, and there we go. And, of course, we are on Patreon because this is the only food we're going to be eating this week is chocolate that you send us. <laughs> By the way, I can't stress enough. 
Yeah. Send us food. Mm. Send us food from your land. Yeah, that'd be nice. That that'd be that'd be delightful. Yeah. So so like write us. No, what's the mailing address? We'll tell you the mailing address. We're not going to give it out now, but if you're saying you're going to send us food, you mean two six eight three three thirty fourth Avenue, Aldergrove, BC, V four W three G nine three G eight? I should say. Well, you got that wrong. Three G eight. How long have you lived there? V four W three G eight. How long? How long have you lived there? Uh, apparently not a long enough. Okay, fair enough. I mean, anyway, twenty two years. Yeah, if you want to send us food, that's great. But if you don't want to do that. You can go to Patreon. Yeah. And we're on Patreon, Sneaky Dragon. Uh, you can go on the app and enter Sneaky Dragon, or there's a link on our website. You can click on that. And, uh, you know, anything, uh, anything helps. It, it keeps us, uh, in, uh, you know, cleaning up, uh, chocolate spills. <laughs> I mean, the, the stuff we gotta, we gotta buy, uh, like a mop. These things can happen. And a bucket. Yeah. So help us out with that if you can. And we appreciate it. <laughs> That'd be great. Thank you so much uh, for listening. I hope you have a wonderful holiday. If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. If you don't celebrate Christmas, uh, you know. Uh, Happy so, holidays. So sorry about all the Christmas songs playing <laughs> everywhere. Um, That's okay. Stay, they're, they're all about shopping. If you're in a place Everyone where shops. it gets cold, mm-hmm. uh, stay warm. If you're in a place that's warm, um, stay hydrated. And uh, I say uh, just on the whole, as I always say at the end of every episode, Stay gold, pony boy. Oh, man, I'm so tired of you saying that. Oh, yeah, I tell you something you may not understand. But I'm a thirsty vampire. I want to bite your head. Something I want to fight your head.